Exploremore presents a reading from Strangers Like Angels with a devil or two to boot by Alec and Jan Foreman. Chapter 21. As it was then. 7th to the 31st of August 1977. Hungary, Romania, Bulgaria, Turkey. Ankara, Turkey. Wednesday the 31st of August 1977. Dear Mum, Dad, David and Paul. Thank you for your two letters which we received yesterday. Also a letter and card from Cousin Jane and Rue came too. So thrilled that they have been selected to be adoptive parents for baby Rue. Loved his photo. How kind of Jane's in-laws to invite Auntie Eileen and Uncle George to their home in Scotland. We hope they enjoyed it and it gave them a little respite since Michael's death. We're wondering what happened to the hit-and-run driver. Did the police track him down? Thanks, Dad, for your detailed report of your three-day trip with Mum to Wales. Sounded marvellous. We were sorry to hear on the news that Elvis Presley died a couple of weeks ago on the 16th of August. How sad that his celebrity life led to such a tragic end. Well, I do hope you've made a pot of tea for yourselves so that you can relax and read this long newsy letter about what we've been up to lately. We left Austria and entered Hungary near Sopron, then took the road to Lake Balaton where we camped for the first night. We drove on to Tihani the next day, a bright Sunday morning, where the local Umpa band was playing. That was a jolly welcome. We stopped and bought ice cream cornets that were delicious and really welcome on such a hot day, 90 degrees Fahrenheit. Afterwards, we continued on to Kenes, Polgardi and Valence and arrived at the impressive city of Budapest, built on the banks of the busy Danube River. Walking around the main streets, we saw a number of the buildings were being renovated, cleaned and painted. In the city park, there were several activities for the city dwellers, from the boating lake to concrete games tables and benches, where many older men were gathered to play chess and cards. For lunch, we enjoyed a bowl of delicious Hungarian goulash with a hunk of bread at a workman's cafe. We ambled around the city for much of the afternoon, before popping into a grocery shop to buy four pints of milk, a loaf of bread, coffee substitute tablets, a bag of semolina, some soft cheese and blue stilton. It's always an adventure to see what foods are available in each country that we visit. From Budapest we drove south to Kekskemet, a very attractive country town that you would have enjoyed seeing, Mum. From the charming civic hall with its painted floral walls, ceilings and stained glass windows, to decorated houses, gardens, fountains and lively market stalls. I bought a really useful knotted string bag made in Russia which scrunches up in my pocket and then stretches out to carry the shopping. From Hungary we crossed into Romania at Orodea. The border crossing took an hour and a half but we were soon on our way to Serbi. Hope you're finding all these places on the map, Dad. We had a comic incident later that day when I tried to buy some milk. 
and the storekeeper had no idea what I wanted, even after me mooing and squatting down to my milk in a cow. What a hoot! The man followed us outside, where his customers gathered to admire a Land Rover as they tried to fathom out what we needed. Then I tried a smattering of French, which one young man understood. They all roared and said we'd have to wait for the evening milking. We really liked Romania, such beautiful scenery and friendly people. The journey up to Segetu Marmatai and south to Bogdan Voda to Borsa was one of the most fascinating. People lived in little wood houses with carved wooden gates, everyone dressed in traditional clothes. We were invited into the home of one family just to see their handicrafts, embroidery and weaving. I hope the photos come out as we saw some real characters. We also visited the tiny wooden churches where the inner walls and ceilings were completely painted all over with pictures of the saints. The bigger churches at the monasteries at Vatra Moldovite, Humorului and Voronet were painted with pictures on the inside and outside, visually telling biblical stories. One evening we were parked by a river near the road to Symphony when Alec was able to help out a rather embarrassed Romanian army officer. He had come to rescue a military truck that was stuck in the river. The officer drove his truck into the water in his rescue attempt and managed to get stuck too. Alec winched the second truck out, but the first truck needed the assistance of a local farmer with his tractor as it was firmly rooted into the riverbed. The army officer was extremely thankful that we'd helped him and couldn't get over the fact that our Land Rover was our very own personal property. We shared our supper with the soldiers, cold pizza, bread pudding and a mug of Ovaltine. Whilst travelling through Romania, we ventured into Transylvania, Dracula's homeland. Spooky! No, it was a delight! We went over a high mountain pass to eventually reach Lake Vidraru and its mighty dam and we saw spectacular scenery all the way. Further on at Cotia de Arge, we visited a gypsy fun fair where nearly everyone was in traditional dress. We went to see the magician's show in a tent which was surprisingly good. Many of the roundabouts were cheroplanes operated by hand or powered by old paraffin engines. On to Bucharest, the capital, where we had the chance to see a fabulous show called Romania Rhapsody. It was a fast-moving performance of dancers and singers in their colourful costumes with loud, energetic, get-up-and-move music. From Bucharest, we drove to Gierzi, where we crossed the border via a bridge over the river into Bulgaria. This country seemed to be the most communist out of the three, with posters everywhere of Lenin, red stars and the symbol of the hammer and sickle. As in the other two countries, all farming was collective and we passed many plots of land allocated to the storing of combine harvesters and other farm machinery in large numbers. Sunflowers, tobacco, sugar beet and corn crops were growing. Haymaking was very primitive, using a scythe to cut the grass. In all three communist countries, horses and cattle were also used in the farm work. We spent a few hours in the capital, Sofia, a clean city with minimal traffic. There was a little more variety of goods in the shops, but not a great deal of anything really. If you shop in a communist country, you buy only what you set out to, as nothing is really appealing. 
not like in England when you often return home with twice as much as you planned to buy. From Sophia we went south to visit Rila Monastery, striking historical buildings where the monks worked as millers, bakers and cooks. We viewed a monk's simple room. The beautifully painted church was overflowing with pilgrims taking gifts to the altar. Shirts, tablecloths, clothes, flowers and money were brought by the mass of people. When the pile became too high, a monk gathered the offerings in his arms and carried them to a room on the side. Flowers were taken and put in a sack as fast as they were placed on the altar. The people lit their candles and placed them on the stand, removing a previously lit candle that had not yet finished burning. We couldn't understand what was going on. What happened to all those gifts? It was a very strange and frenzied sight and we were glad to leave. Leaving the communist lands behind, we drove to Turkey, where we spent four days visiting Istanbul, a fabulous city, so colourful, noisy and full of atmosphere. There were hundreds of shops, one street just selling parts for cars, another only plastic containers, and yet another street of piping. One shop sold nothing but red plastic dolls, another just beach balls. There were the shoe-shining boys with their shiny brass boxes containing brushes and polish. The Grand Bazaar had streets of jewellery, copperware, rugs, sacks of aromatic spices and dried herbs, sweet shops with scrumptious goodies, good butchers selling pricey meat and shops selling plump green and black olives with delicious cheeses. Open market stalls sold fruit, vegetables, nuts, dried fruit and barbecued fish. Other stalls sold hundreds of cardigans, jumpers, jeans and cotton underwear. Our senses were on a victory run. We visited the mosques and Topkapi Palace and enjoyed a seven-hour ride on a boat along the Bosphorus, which only cost 25 pence each. We had a glass of tea each at a cafe on the Galata Bridge, where the men smoked hubble-bubble pipes. Many ships were docked in the harbour. Leaving Istanbul, we crossed the Bosphorus over the suspension bridge. We were very aware of leaving Europe and verging towards the wonders of Asia. Our route from Istanbul was via Izmet, Sakarya, Tarakli and Aya, through hilly scenery that was very similar to the hills of Oman, ever-changing colours of rocks. The women were dressed in simple peasant style, the men in European clothes. We have found the people of Turkey very friendly and helpful. Yesterday, we stopped to take a photo and a couple pulled up in their car to ask if we were okay. Recognising that we were from Britain from our GB sticker, the man said in broken English that he had been to England, staying at Leon Sea. His wife gave us an apple and a bunch of grapes. Arrived here in Ankara yesterday afternoon. Some of the city roads were closed because it was a national holiday, Victory Day. Red Turkish flags flew everywhere. We wandered around the shops and markets and met two local students in the city park and spoke with them for an hour. Last night we slept in the Land Rover where it was parked in a street. I'm just writing this letter before visiting Ankara's museums. We're presently sitting in a cafe eating some delicious baklava a nutty, syrupy, flaky pastry, enjoyed with a strong espresso coffee. Well, that's all our news up to date. 
Remember to send the next post by 20th of September 1977 to Post Restant, Lahore, Pakistan. Fondest love, Alec and Janice. Total distance driven, 22,336 miles. You've been listening to a reading from Strangers Like Angels with a Devil or Two to Boot by Alec and Jan Foreman, presented by Explore More. Explore More is an adventure lifestyle brand founded on the 1977 travel stories of Alec and Jan Foreman with a passion to inspire people to explore more of the world, engage with others and embrace global cultures to ensure a greater understanding for each other and enable positive progression. Discover great products and more on exploremore.com. That's E-X-P-L-M-O-R-E dot com.